We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. It's amazing that we've had this much of a conversation talking about higher priced forwards and how their floors really aren't that high, and we literally have not said the name Gilfie Sigurdsson yet. Because I don't think he starts. To show how much he's fallen. If he starts, would you play him? He's an option. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joining us Tuesday, June 30th, by Jordan Cooper to talk about Wednesday's Premier League slate. Jordan, we have a $100,000 GPP for today's showdown, which is Brighton at home against Manchester United. This is a day after we had a $100,000 GPP for uh, Crystal Palace uh, against Burnley. But we have a three-game slate on Wednesday, a classic slate that's also 100000 It's weird to see these uh, figures knowing that it's going to be like 10000 in a month. Right, because, I mean with MLB and NBA coming back and then the NFL season coming strong, depending on what's going on with the country, who knows, who knows what ends up happening that, uh, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad to see uh, new people playing the, the soccer contests there. I mean, but there it's like primarily people... people playing GPP. No, there are new people playing cash. Really? Yes. Well, maybe in the low state, maybe not in your, yeah, not in your, uh, your stratosphere, but there are lots of new names. Um, 
And I found myself, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I found myself in a very good niche, knock on wood, of showdown cash that never existed before, which is nice because there's showdown all the time. I don't mind showdown cash. I play showdown. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't play it much and it didn't seem like there were many people who ever played it. But now that these contests are so big, there are people who are not only joining these top heavy GPPs, but they're also playing cash. Some at least. But I think the edge is still in GPPs. I've downloaded some of the CSVs for some of these contests, mm-hmm. and there's so many dead lineups. Yeah, there are. And when I mean dead lineups, I, do, I don't mean lineups that uh, are like have min cash equity. I'm talking about ones that you yeah, need too no much chance. stuff to go. Like, I mean, I see a lot of lineups where. I'm going to jam in like the three most expensive forwards and then literally punt everywhere else Yep. with like two underdog 2,700 center backs. And I'm like this, both of them need to score. I mean, like you, you need too much to happen. You don't need, you would need enough points unless your three forwards all get hat tricks. Like it's just going to be very hard to get a ceiling score with guys that have, a range of outcomes where most of their range is in like the one to three point area. I was just about to say, yeah, zero to three. Yeah. It's, um, I think and they're not people... even correlated. And you get, yeah, I've too. seen lineups where it, it, someone's playing three guys from one team, the, the, the front three line players from, from, uh, uh, a side and then playing like the underdog center back of that, of the, the side that they're playing against. And then, like, another, like, a mid-price center back of a completely other team, uncorrelated with the goal- goalkeeper, just, like, you need too much individual stuff to happen. And, like, center backs just don't score enough that you want to have, like, three in one lineup. Right. This is for classic slates. Obviously, like, in a showdown, anything could happen. It's one game. So this could be the game that Ben Mee scores. Well, it was yesterday. So there mm-hmm. you go. Right? But that's why I say that, like, yeah, we focus on the podcast a lot with cash construction. But understand that even if you're playing GPPs, understanding the cash construction gets you to understand the chalk construction. Right. And also, it also doesn't mean that, oh, I can't play any of those eight players. Mm-hmm. It means that, okay, increase your variance by having more upside plays, correlating players together, and then fill out the rest. A lot of times I start my lineups, like when I'm hand-building, with, let me start with the correlation. Okay, I people aren't going to be on, on as much on this team. They have, uh, you know, a, a 6K forward that if they score a goal on one action, like, they can make value. And obviously they brace upside. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to pair that guy with the cheap fullback. Okay, I get I get a cheap fullback because that could be a goal assist. I play the goalkeeper, and maybe they have a cheap midfielder also. And I'm like, okay, there there, there that is. If that team wins three nothing, four nothing, and I get a goal and assist or whatever out of out of my players, like I'm good. The rest of the spots, what's the best value? Mm-hmm. Plug them in. Like it doesn't matter at that point. Right. Like I already have enough, I already have enough correlation and enough leverage that, like, I'm now not going to pair that with. Okay, where's the next high variance situation? 
Like, no, I could just, I could just, I could just, I could just play Lucas Dina, right? I could just play him instead of going for a guy that he needs a goal to get to 12 points rather than someone that has a floor that allows him to get to 12 points without a goal or assist. Right. Yeah. I think people ultimately like those deadline ups, it's like any mention of like a guy's floor and you're like, he must not be a GPP play. And it's like, that's, that's not how it works. Well, not on DraftKings. On FanDuel, maybe a little bit more so. Yeah. No I mean, one has a floor on FanDuel. Right. <clears throat> well, that's not true. Underdog center backs. Right. I, I'm, I'm talking from the forward midfield position. Yeah. You want the uh, defensive mid- midfielder playing out of position as a center back. In a defender spot. Well, you can t- if you have a floor. If you have a floor guy who's going to have eleven clearances, you're fine right. in a midfield. Oh, no, sure. Yay! This this slate. Uh, I'm glad all the games are on at the same time. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have the stat. I mean, basically, this this slate ultimately hinges on the status of one player. Yeah. Yeah. James Madison, and then we move on. I mean, there's a status of, of two other players also. Sure. But the but main he's one. The mo- he's the most yeah. important. Right. So the games on this slate, the biggest favorite is Arsenal at home, currently minus 217 against Norwich. They're, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yep. And that that's the, the highest total on the slate, which is like around two and three quarters. I think DraftKings switched around their home and away teams on like the top bar. Oh, they did? helpful. Oh, the next biggest favorite, you have two pick'em games. The next biggest favorite would be Bournemouth at home, plus 143 against Newcastle. That's the lowest total. It has like a that, negative one. That's two. <laughs> and then Everton at home, plus 158 favorite over Leicester. That totals two and a quarter. And that actually, that line actually flipped. So Leicester opened as the favorite. Mm-hmm. Now it's moved around, but it's it's so it's it's a pick them. It's it's close enough. Yep. If Madison if Madison does not play, I think this is a fairly. A fa- I want to use the term fairly in in quotation marks. I think it's a fairly straightforward cash construction. I agree. With the st- with the style of construction, like your salary distribution. Yes. Yeah, the players are going to be could be a little different, but right, they're going right. to be in you the same have a range. Two v two, right? You could be can I take this and then move around the goalkeeper or your second defender? The second defender spot could be could end up being a mess of people. Could be a lot of different right. But ultimately, it, it comes down to do you pay up at midfield, and then what what you do at forward? The forward the forward for a floor this late is garbage. Yes. You'd rather you'd rather play more midfielders this slate, but depending on the status of certain players, like most likely you're paying down in midfield. Yeah, so I mean, let's just start there because we okay. Let's let's start let's start at midfield. Yes, we're, we're beating around oh. we're beating around right. the midfield bush a little too much. So Madison's the most expensive at ten thousand. If he doesn't start, uh, Tielemans most likely 
gets most of their set pieces, and he's 4,100. Right. He's going to be one of the highest on players on the slate. Right. The, so there, I think there are three situations you have to look at. That's one of them. The other one is um, with Newcastle. Right. If Richie doesn't play, he's at 7,700. Then you can play John Joe Shelby at 59. And then the other one is whether Emiliano Buendia or Andre Duda start for um, Norwich. So Buendia is 8,700 and Duda is 6,100. So they're like, you can play like if Madison and, and Buendia and Richie start, it's almost impossible to play all three of them. And it's possible that none of them start. And you can play the three lower guys, although you also have uh, Danny Ceballos from Arsenal there, who is fine. He's at 6,300. He's in that same... It's basically Ceballos, Duda, and Shelby all together. So construction-wise, like, obviously depends. Like, if Madison doesn't play, that doesn't mean you're like, oh, I'll just play Buendia. Like, you could also just play three of the cheaper guys and none of the upper-tier guys, even if they... like. You're not going to play Duda if Buendia starts. Most likely they don't start together anyway. But like you're probably not playing Shelby if Richie starts. Um, but you might not play Richie either. Like it just seems like it's just leading you to the path of paying down for the three midfielders. Even though on like a, if everybody was fit, you would want to p- play all of the expensive ones. Right. But also you have to determine the fact that the forward pool is quite disgusting. Yes. So like basically the different the the if Madison's in you're you're basically saying do I want to play Madison or do I want to play a high priced Arsenal forward? Right. And I'd rather play Madison. Yes. But the thing is you still have to fill two forward spots. Mhm. I think for cash there's basically four midfielders that you will want to play and maybe a fifth. Uh and it's just a matter of like regardless of the injuries like you're gonna i think because like if the if one guy's in you're not gonna play the other guy so it's essentially like a group of five whether the the who the members are is is different but i think that they're essentially five that you're really considering maybe or did i say four or five five or six somewhere around that range but like you're not gonna have any problems filling midfield spots right I mean, and also we have to include because he's 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 down there also, of Junior Stanislaus mm-hmm. at forty three hundred. I was gonna uh, Brooks was the one I was thinking of, but it's, that's the same same idea. Like one, right. some a Burnmouth set piece taker is in that group, right? Now, if you play Stanislaus, I mean, he's likely not to play ninety, mm-hmm. but as we've seen in recent evidence, you know, he'll take everything. Brooks is actually the doubt for this game. I mean, Callum Wilson, they're there. They're really They're in trouble. They're beat up. Right. They're really in trouble. But Tielemans, like, if, if Madison doesn't start, like, Tielemans I, becomes the second highest owned player on the slate. Yeah. I think Lucas Dean is, has the highest ownership. Uh, because he's defender eligible, and why not plug in Everett and set piece taker? Yeah, I, I think that'll be close, the two of them. Just because Tielemans is so much cheaper than right, he but I, I I still think you'll see uh, the two midfield spots being occupied by Tielemans and Stanislaus, 
and then Dean at, at defense. Then it's what do you do at utility? Mm-hmm. And it, de- it depends on do you pay up at forward or do you pay down at forward? Do you pay down at forward in one spot and get Buendia or Richie if he's in? Mm-hmm. Or if Richie's not in, you go down and you go, do I want or when D is not in, you're like, do I want one of Ceballos, Duda, or Shelby? Yeah. They're right there, right all next to each other. Mm-hmm. And then let's say all the guys start. We have Matt, we have other guys starting where it takes these guys out of play. And you go, well, is Mark Albrighton starting? Mm-hmm. May not be on set pieces, but for 5,400, you know, he obviously is a cross machine. Because mm-hmm. we got Damari Gray if he's in. Because they're playing so many games, so you have to expect some amount of rotation. Yeah. But I think those are the options. I mean, I think we just, hey, if he starts, Willock could be an option. It's thirty nine hundred for sure. He takes sets when he's on. A little FA Cup action. Right. I think I'm less likely to slate to target Norwich options. Or, or use salary for Norwich players. I was going to say, I think... Can't, I actually don't think Cantwell is that bad at 4000 um, But Well, that he's lower salary. So right. it's, like, it's like McLean or Cantwell or Onel Hernandez or someone like that. It's like, okay, it's, it's 4K. But, I mean... I think for cash, Richie, it's all just a wasted spot. Right. If Richie's in, I'd rather play Richie at 7700 than Buendia at 8700 if he was in. Yeah. Saying that, I think Wendy still gets there. Right. It's I just think Wendy is a perfectly good play. I think he's a he's a perfectly good floor play. I think his yeah. upside is limited. I mean, Arsenal are awful. Yeah, but Norwich is ridiculously awful. Yeah, but they at least like try. They they produce points. Right, well, points. Arsenal Arsenal has the problem that no one has a floor. Right. Like, for their prices, if they mm-hmm. were cheaper, sure. But, like, you're looking at going, I don't know how my guys aren't going to get there without a goal and goal or an assist. Yeah, I described them, as I did in the Discord, that they feel like Dortmund, but they don't have the goals. Right. There's like a lot score. of guys that you're like, oh, he's good. But you're like, his floor is just not there. And there's just, I don't know, I've seen no reason to play him. I think all the GPP, I think the GPP construction in the in the instance that madison doesn't play that richie doesn't play when we get those like cheaper midfielders the gpp construction is the reverse approach yes but, and but and taking you're not taking guys that like have floors in the midfield you're taking i'm talking about taking guys like harvey Barnes, uh, yep. or yosi perez or harry wilson or alan st max same same accident yeah that's my boy like these types of guys that you do that, and then you go down at forward, and you and you play like the mid-priced forwards that have goal upside. Yep, a little bit more balanced build. That would be the GPP approach, because really in this mid-range, other than Ceballos, Duda, and Shelby, depending on who else is in the lineups, like these are more these are floor-oriented plays. Yeah, sure, they could show up with a goal. John Joe could have a screamer. Sure. Right. But yeah. like Barnes, Wilson, St. Maximin, these these are guys that 
they could have a goal and assist. They could put up a 20-plus point game. Sam Maximin is a good floor player. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit for his floor. No, true, but he's 6,500. Yeah. I'm just saying, if he scores a goal, you're not finishing with 12. You're going to get 18 or 19. Right. But I'd rather, see, in GPPs, I'd rather, assuming that the, you know, Madison, Richie, you know, they don't, Buendia, they're not in. I'm not, I don't think it's a matter of, I'm going to make a lineup, like my cash lineup, and instead of having Tielemans, I'm going to take Jefferson Lerma. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, I, I don't think I'm differentiating in the low range. Yes. Unless it's a forward. I don't think that you're pivoting off. You, you, you're using the low-priced midfielders like Tielemans, Stanislaus, Shelby up there a little as you're as plugging them in. Like that they're around your high-variance options. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, instead of playing uh, Stanislaus, I'm playing Ndidi or I'm playing McLean or Hayden or these defensive midfielders. Right. I'll differentiate in the mid to high range. I think that's the right build. There's really nobody at the bottom I'm considering. Right. Now it's forward. Mm -hmm. If, if there was no salary, you could play any two. Who would you play? It's, it's tough. I mean, even that is tough. If there was no salary and I could play any two, mm-hmm. I'd still I'd 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 still think I'd play two of Obama Yang Pepe or Charleston. Yeah, I'm surprised that Obama Yang is in that in that thought. He's minus two hundred to score. Yeah, who has a floor here? There's no one. Ha- not there's no floors. What am I doing? If I'm playing down at midfield and getting value there, like I have the money. So it's a matter of, do I want to play? Do I, who do I want to play of this group of let's, let's go from uh, like seven K up. Obama, Yang, Pepe, Richarlison, Vardy, Calvert-Lewin, Nketiah, Lacazette, depending on who's in. Biako, Bakayo Sako, Saka. At 7,000 in a forward spot that he shouldn't even be forward eligible. Like, no one has floors here. Yeah. And then, like, you could say, like, oh, Saka has the highest floor. He also has the lowest ceiling. And I'm paying 7,000 to fill my forward spot. Yeah, I'm not even sure his, he does have his the floor highest floor. right. Yeah. I'm just like, it's right. But I'm, looking, but I'm looking at this going, like, why don't I just take the, who's more likely to score? Yeah, and of course, Arsenal being heavily favored over Norwich, they'll have the Pookie. ball more and shoot more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't I haven't gone down lower than that. I'm just yeah. staying on the high on the high end of the spectrum. But like, I, I think we are Alron, and you go like, sure, I guess sixty four hundred, but like he doesn't even fit in bills unless like unless Madison's in. Right. Yeah, I, I think the difficulty with with the the guys in this upper range is because they don't really have no floors. The floors are like four. Obama, Obama Yang's floor is like maybe six to eight. Right. Right. But I mean, you're paying 10, three. Sure. If you well, six, I'm eight. saying the problem is that when you go down that like under 7,000, 
maybe under, I'll give Almiron the benefit of the doubt. So under 6,400, those guys are actually zero. Right. And so you're paying 3,000, 2,000 to 3,000 knowing you're getting at least four. <laughs> like, I just don't right. think I, there's a, there's a path where you look at your two forwards and you're like, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. I don't need to pay up at all. So now you're like, now I have to pay up for one. Like, I actually think there's a reasonable path to fading Madison, even if he starts. Because okay, the forwards are so bad. Right. And also you have to think it, it, when it comes to just in cash contest in general, if Alba is going to be 50 plus percent owned, if more people are going to make that construction, like, I don't think it hurts you to play him. Sure. Do you think 1300 is close enough where people who have Richarlison are like, I'll just pay up for a bombing? That's probably what you should do. <laughs> I think you're, I think you're, if, if Madison's out, I, I, I think you're playing, I think you're playing two of these guys. Yeah. I think you're playing. I you're either you you could you're playing two Arsenal forwards. I mean, if Lacazette's in or Niketi, I who says they they are not bad options, right? Sure. Just play two of the Arsenal. Whoever's forward eligible for Arsenal, play two of them. But Charleston let everyone down last week mm-hmm. at a at fourteen hundred dollars less against Norwich. Yeah. This is a better team. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind Richarlison, but I think that's where you're going. Because I'm looking down here, going, like, what's the dinky do? Iwobi Danjima, <laughs> Solanke, because Solanke could be in because yeah. Josh King is banged up. So what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to play. I'm going to play two. I'm going to. I'm going to play Danjima and Solanke. Forty-two hundred, four thousand. Dinky do. Like if Madison's out, like there's no reason to play these guys. Right, like these are guys that you would put in one spot if you're pl- if you're doing a Madison Richie lineup, mm-hmm. which could be which could be fine. I don't think it's fine. That's why I said the word could. Mm-hmm. But if those guys are out, if Madison and Richie are out, like you shouldn't be. Uh, uh, these are GPP plays. These are Solanke. Like if Solanke's starting up top and he's four thousand. Okay, you know, playing for a goal, he has no floor. I think and low goal scoring upside. Yeah, I think there's enough on the lower end that you could even. I'm not sure Richie matters as much as I thought I did at the beginning. But you got GPP plays. You can play Pookie. You can play Dwight Gale if he's starting, or Andy Carroll, whoever starts up top. Joe Linton. Those guys. Ian Nacho could start in the ten, underneath Vardy. You could play him. at Fifty four hundred, but these guys have like they've they've zero floor. Like you 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 need you need a goal. You're pairing you're pairing them up with people, right? But I think the Arsenal forward ownership is going to be that's where it's going to be concentrated. It's going to be Arsenal and Everton forwards. Two teams that never disappoint, thankfully. Of course not. Are you? More likely to play Lacazette or Calvert-Lewin? More likely to play Lacazette. 
Because if if Auburn and Lacazette are in together, it it reduces Lacazette's ownership. Typically, typically that's how they play. I mean, I typically I don't I don't think Alba is not going to play. Right. It's amazing people- that we've had this much of a conversation talking about higher priced forwards and how their floors really aren't that high, and we literally have not said the name Gilfie Sigurdsson yet. Because I don't think he starts. To show how much he's fallen. If he starts, would you play him? He's an option. No, he's not. Why not? Everyone's an option. But I put him in the same breath as Miguel Almiron. Of like, okay, a guy that, oh, oh, well, he, oh, it's a, he, he's not a center forward or anything like that. And then you go, like, what's his realistic floor? Four? Like, what am I, what am I paying? Why, I, I have the money. And you also have the money, depending on your build. Like you could even pay up twice a defender. Yeah, sure can. I think there. I don't think that, there's really. I don't only, think that's Yeah, I don't think. Like I think you're only doing it because you have the money. I don't think it's necessarily what. Right. Like I don't. You you shouldn't be building for two high priced defenders. Right. I'll put it that. I way. think there's one high priced defender that's worth paying for, and then everyone else is efficiently priced. Yep. Or overpriced. Like, as Lucas Dean is 7,200, you plug him in. Mm-hmm. And then everyone is either, everyone underneath him in the entire defender pool, barring some surprise starter or something like that, I think is either efficiently priced or overpriced. Totally agree. Every single one of them. Chilwell is overpriced at 6,200. I think he's appropriately priced. If Madison doesn't start. Right. And he's, I mean, he's not, he's not heavily. I still think he should be the second highest priced defender. Yes. But I still think he should be like 5,700 and not 6,200. I think he's underpriced if Madison and Tielemans don't start. Right. Cause then Chilla will probably jump on at least corners on one side. He might. Yeah. Right. But like the Arsenal fullbacks are, should never be over 5,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't care. They're playing Norwich. Fifty-seven hundred and fifty-two hundred. Mm-hmm. They don't cross. Yeah, I think, just like you said, everybody. Rico might be underpriced if he starts. Right. If he starts, but he hasn't in right. forever. But I'm not, I'm not paying forty-seven hundred for Mankio. Forty-nine hundred for Seamus Coleman. Justin probably is a three four hundred overpriced, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you fall on any of these guys, it's not like they're bad. Just that they're not worth. Like, I look at my second defender slot as whatever as lo- I look at whatever's left. Yeah, and which includes center backs, because obviously the the popular cheap fullback is going to be Adam Smith thirty seven hundred. Mm-hmm. That, but if if. If you're building a lineup and it's like, oh, I like everything and I was able to pay up at go- I want to pay up at goalkeeper or whatever, or you pay down and you have your last defender spot and it's, you only have 3,300, don't think in terms of I need to find the 400 to get up to Adam Smith. Right. Right. Like that's that's how I view it. If you want to play Keen, if you want to play <laughs> Rob Holding if he's in, I mean, Yerry Mina should be back. 3,200, Johnny Evans, I, who cares at this point? I'd rather play a favored 
center back. But LaFleur difference is not going to, it's not going to matter. Right. Yeah, it's, that's it. Yep. Goalkeeper depend depends on one on one player. It hinges on if one guy starts. Wow, who? Hinges. <laughs> David Louise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, if he doesn't start, do you actually prioritize Martinez? On this slate, yeah, it's a shorter slate. Smaller slates, more likely to pay up. Larger slates, more likely to pay down. I don't trust either goalkeeper in the Bournemouth-Newcastle game. Me neither. 5,000 for Ramsdale. Right. I think Schmeichel's the best play on the slate. Yeah, if I I were to choose a lower-priced goalkeeper, it would be be Schmeichel. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dubrovka's not bad either. Right. I, I mean, like, I don't think there's a Tim Krul slate. Correct. I agree with that. Right. Just that Bournemouth Newcastle game. It could be zero zero. Sure. But it also could be two nothing in either direct. I mean, like in either direction. Yeah. I, like I no idea. At least on 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 the Leicester Everton game, it's like it's more than likely I'm not playing guys that I need ceilings from. I can play Tielemans with Pickford. I can play Dina with Schmeichel. I haven't run my game projections yet for this Burnmouth Newcastle game, but I can assure you the two nothing score line is not going to be uh, expected on, on either side. No, but I also expect uh, Arsenal to beat Norwich. Sure. So if I have the money, like I'm thinking in terms of, do I play Adam Smith and uh, Dubrovka or do I play Justin at 5,000? No, I play. Do I play uh, Justin at five thousand and Dubrovka at and forty five hundred, or do I play Adam Smith and Martinez? And because to me that second defender spot matters the least, it's like I'll just I'll take I'll take the I'll take the goalkeeper in this given situation mm-hmm. on a three game. If this was a six game slate, I wouldn't as much because if if Arsenal win winning clean sheet I'm expecting Martinez to be high enough owned that the highest scoring goalkeeper is is going to be necessary are you more likely to have Martinez if you have Aubameyang and Pepe or does having Martinez make you think you can get away with Richarlison or somebody else it could I mean that's that that's the the concept that we've talked about before of like if you miss out on the goal, you're getting the goals worth of points from the clean sheet win, right? From your goalkeeper. I mean that, that, that typically I, I refer to that for like Ederson on Man City. Mm-hmm. But typically that's if you're getting if you're not taking the second option, right? So like you play it's not a bad like, right? If I'm going to play like oh, do I play Aubameyang Lacazette? Or do I play Aubameyang, Calvert-Lewin? Or do I play Pepe? Like, it's not if I'm not taking any Arsenal. But, like, who else are you paying for up there? It's a matter of, 
Like, if I'm going to fade, a, it's more likely if I fade a Bamiyang that I'm going to play Martinez. Like, I don't care. I don't. I don't think I care as much of if my if I'm I'm going to play a Bamiyang, and instead of playing Lacazette and Kedia or Pepe, depending on who's in, I'm playing Richarlison. Well, then I need Martinez. It's like no, really the. The high upside goal scorer is all about it's if I'm yeah. not playing Bamiang. Because if he scores two goals, it's more likely that Martinez is, is, is getting points for at least a win. Yep. But I'm not I'm not, it's more it's more the aspect on this slate that it is only a three game slate, which means goalkeeper ownership is gonna be more condensed. And that with Ma- if Madison is not in and when D is not in and Richie's not in, it's just that you have the money. Right. Where do you prioritize that? I, I, I mean, goalkeeper variance is high. I mean, it, normally I would say, you know, go, who cares a goalkeeper? But I think the second defender spot on this slate is very similar. Yeah. That's the, who cares? Right. That, uh, I, I'm not, I'm the variance of who you pick in the second. It, uh, who, who knows? But I think I'm, it's more likely that Arsenal. And I, if I had to choose between being correct on two different things, one, picking out of ten defenders between thirty-seven hundred and five thousand, who's going to score the most points, and who at goalkeeper is going to get a win? I think I'm more optimistic that I'll get the goalkeeper win correct then get the right defender. Right. Yeah, I see that. But it's only because of Martinez. It's like all the other goalkeepers, I can't guarantee a win. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, guarantee. I'm just like, I mean, what what are Arsenal's win? I mean, Arsenal's win odds right now are 66%. Clean sheet, 42%. Once you pass Arsenal, Bournemouth is 39%. Yeah, it's all, the, yeah, it's all the same. Right, clean sheet, 35 Right, I like... So I, if I have the money, I'm just, okay, let me get the goalkeeper win equity rather than find a defender that gets the difference between three and eight points right. on a given day. Hmm. Yep, that makes sense. But I think I think in GPP, I think Vardy is the under-owned forward. Would sure. you agree? Yeah. I was just looking in, at in that, in that top, in that group, in that top yeah. right in that group. I think Calder Lewin actually gets more ownership than Vardy. He might, but I think it's ours. If in GPPs, if you're going to stack Arsenal, you got to get different elsewhere. And if you're stacking Arsenal and going, I'm stacking Arsenal and taking Tielemans and Stanislas, build a different lineup. All right. Like I, I don't know, especially for this sixteen dollar Wednesday winger. You know, million to first, whatever, billion to first, and seventh state, set of steak knives, whatever. This one's like, actually not that bad. Eh. But I just don't think you're going to be different enough if if, if it comes if it comes out that way. Mm-hmm. Unless you find the one defense that, uh, you know, the, the, the Ben Me of the slate. Right. Like, it just happens that the, ca- the cash construction actually ends up being the best construction for GPP, other than instead of playing Adam Smith, you played the $3,200 defender that scored a header goal on, on a set piece. Sure. That like center back's probably more likely to score than Adam Smith. That's absolutely correct. 
But that's why I said like the G- the GPP construction. Like I'm more likely to go down the middle. Yeah. Like I'm more likely if Lacazette's in to play Lacazette instead of Aubameyang at sure. 7300, and then just go down the like where Lacazette at 7300 is like my highest priced guy. Because I'm playing like Lacazette and Saint Maximin and Harvey Barnes, and Lucas Dina, and then Ben Shield. Like I'm going right down the six to seven K range. Yep. Doesn't mean that's the best build. I'm just saying that that'll be the different build. But I think two Arsenal forwards in GPP is going to be chalk. Agreed. And there's only because there's multiple options. I mean, look. It's quite it's it's quite possible. Four of them start, right? Not all five. Which like I said, and Keddy you won't play together. Right, right. That's right, but it's quite possible that you know Kasaka is forward eligible, so I have to always throw, I have to throw him in. Mm-hmm. So there's five Arsenal forward eligible players, and four of them could start together. Right. Hmm. Which two are going to do? Who knows? Norwich won one nothing, so it, what, that, that's what's going to end up happening. That's why you got to see if David Louise is in. Mm-hmm. I could say Mustafi also. I could say I could say most of their. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. If Jaka's in, there's going to be a penalty. So I assume Pookie's on penalties for Norwich. Ugh. Oh well. Anybody has any thought for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. has Blender HD. I am at Rotowire Andrew. Also available in the Rotowire Discord. Just open for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to join. Had a few new people come in who are uh, still learning how to use all of our uh, cheat sheets and other tools. So uh, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up there. Um, pretty much always in there. So uh, Jordan, thank you for all that. And good luck on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.